You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome to episode 151 of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management company, and we help our clients focus back on their business by taking over all of their Pinterest marketing. We also have this podcast here where I help you DIY your Pinterest marketing. All righty. So today I'm going to be talking about the top five reasons I love Pinterest as a marketer. And as marketers, sometimes we forget why we started using a particular platform to begin with. We become so entrenched and we get into the weeds. And then before we know it, we totally hate it. Not everybody is someone who uses the platform first before they start to market on it. So sometimes we have to step back and remind ourselves what it's like to be a user. What makes Pinterest so awesome from a marketing perspective? And a little bit of that is understanding the user experience. Before we dive into that, I want to say there's two really amazing ways that you can begin to go down the road of Pinterest marketing. If you are totally new to Pinterest and you want to figure out how to get started, we have a four-week newsletter series for you to join. And it will get you up and running on Pinterest really fast so that you have a solid foundation. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash start to get connected with that. Now, if you're out of the newbie stage and you're looking to up your game, just find some amazing resources to help you know that you're on the right track or that you're quote unquote doing this right. Head over to simplepinmedia.com slash grow. That's specifically designed for you and really helping you answer some of those questions that you have in the grow stage, really trying to get ahead and gain some momentum. I'll be talking a little bit about that today in the whole snowball effect with Pinterest. All right, so let's dive into the top five reasons I love Pinterest as a marketer. My assumption is that most of you listening to the podcast are marketers, which if you're not and you're listening, I'm kind of wondering why you would be listening to a Pinterest marketing podcast. So for the sake of everybody, we're just going to say we're all just marketing together. So you have at least some idea of Pinterest and as to why you need this tool to drive traffic to your product, your content or services. If you don't go back to that start newsletter series I was talking about, because that's going to walk you through the why. Okay, so with that being said, and we're all on the same page here, I want to take a step back and remind you why Pinterest is awesome. And that really isn't like a forced smile, like Pinterest is so awesome, but it really is a genuine look at what makes Pinterest so unique and such an amazing asset to your business in driving traffic. So here's the five. They're not in any, like, I love one more reason than the other, and they're not in any, you know, particular order. They're all random. So let's start with number one, that snowball effect. I love the snowball effect of Pinterest. When you pin something onto Pinterest, it doesn't go away. It lives on the platform forever with good chances of being discovered by tons of other people that you might never 
have come into contact with. Let's cross compare with Facebook and other social platforms to try to get the idea of why this is so awesome. So we did a little Googling and there's a website called Sprocket Websites, SP Rocket Websites. They had a post from 2018. They're a little bit off in their numbers, especially their Pinterest marketing stats, but they made a great point. So they said a blog post lasts for roughly about two years. And I'm assuming what they mean by that is on Google. A Pinterest post is valid for four months. YouTube videos last 20 days. A LinkedIn post is good for 24 hours. And Instagram will post up for, well, about 24 hours, depending on when you hop into your feed. And you can expect Facebook to be about five hours and a tweet on Twitter, roughly 18 minutes. So what this all means is that your content on Pinterest lasts longer than any other social media platform out there. And I would venture to say it's much longer than four months. I love what, if you listen to episode 150 with Monica Froze, she used the word legacy pins, which I loved that instead of viral pins. These are the pins that continue to bring us traffic month over month, year over year. I have a few of my own and I love them because they're constantly being shown to new people that hop onto Pinterest or search the particular keywords. So in my case, that post has been around for three years. It's been bringing me traffic for three years. Nothing other than Google can do that. So I love this snowball effect that something I pinned three years ago has now brought over 20,000 sessions to a particular blog post. And it has a 1.8% conversion rate to my email list. While that's not crazy high, this is also a post I never ever touch besides every six months to make sure the information and the images are correct. So think about it. I am spending maybe one hour per year and getting almost 2% of a conversion rate to my email list. And these people are introduced to my community for one hour a year. That's amazing. That blows my mind. And it's, it is probably the number one reason, like I really didn't want to put them all in order, but I love Pinterest for that reason. It is, anyway, I won't go on and on. You get the idea. So number one is the snowball effect. You pin something and it has the opportunity to grow month over month, year over year. And all y'all that are trying to figure out how to game Facebook's algorithm to be visible for five hours, check your time because maybe it's not a good ROI for you. Just saying. All right, moving on. Number two, Pinterest by nature moves people off the platform, increasing the chances they will buy, join your email list, or revisit your site again. Now, I understand with Pinterest changing and the IPO and all that kind of stuff, people question if it will be like this. But here's the deal. We have to look at how a user experiences the platform. Pinterest users go on there And they look around for things that they're interested in. This is the habit of a pinner. They stay on the platform for a while. They kill time. But eventually, they move on off the platform to find these ideas, to buy the product, to move them into action. 
unless Pinterest comes up with a way to put every creator's article on the platform, which I think would be like World War III and a huge undertaking, I believe we will still see users moving off the platform to discover us, which again, a great benefit of that means that Pinterest is a great traffic driver, both paid and organic because of its unique ecosystem, if we're going to call it that, when I go onto Pinterest and I search for things, I'm trying to, you know, I'm on the forever quest to update my kitchen. I'm constantly moving off the platform onto all these sites so I can see what they have. I can see their prices, if they're a good match with me. I'm saving all these ideas to my boards. This is not the same habit I have with Instagram. Sure, I might save to their collections feature every once in a while, but I'm really just saving little things that I, I kind of want to remember. I'm not categorizing them. I'm not coming up with a plan. Facebook doesn't move you off the platform unless you pay a lot of money. And moving you, Instagram users off the platform, it's not really natural for them. I know for me, I am an Instagram junkie. I love it. In fact, I joke that it's my TV at night. Unless there's a really good Netflix show, my typical habit is I go to bed, I get ready for bed, wash my face, brush my teeth, I crawl into bed, and I I set myself a timer because I can get sucked into the vortex of Instagram and I can stay there for hours. So if I don't set myself a timer, I am going to be up late and then I'm going to be miserable the next day. But again, I'm not moving off the platform unless somebody has for me a link of something I really, really want, but I'm designed to stay in there. So that's the number two reason I love Pinterest. By nature, it moves people off the platform, increasing chances they're going to buy your product, join your email list, or come back and visit your website. All right, number three is a little bit obvious, but it is a great place to discover new ideas. So I don't know about you, but I don't go to Google to find pretty pictures of that kitchen I want. I go to Pinterest. I need to see it before I take action on building my design. This is what pinners love to do. They can build their virtual binder of limitless ideas. There are really no other platforms that do this. In fact, the other day I was actually on Instagram. Somebody was doing a tutorial in their story and they said, swipe up for the link in the tutorial on my site. I swiped over. Again, I'm in bed, right? So it's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, ah, how am I going to remember this? Duh. I can pin it to my Pinterest garden board. That's where I'm actually going to go look for it later down the line. Again, like I'm not going to save it to Instagram collections because I can't save a story there. So with Pinterest, it allows me to curate these boards that I need. It allows your users to curate these really awesome boards and discovering new ideas. Honestly, this is kind of what makes Pinterest the odd man out, but in a good way from all these other social platforms is that I'm getting to go in there and discover the ideas that I want. Nobody's talking to me. It is the introvert's paradise. I mean, there's some good comments going on. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, if you get a lot of comments on your pins, that's a good news. Those are showing higher in the ranking because there's good conversation. But that being said, most people go over there because it's kind of this freedom from the noise. I mean, Instagram, 
one thing for me is I'll read the comments and I'll kind of go down that black hole. That's not the temptation on Pinterest. It is the temptation to curate and build these great boards for future ideas. So that's number three. It's a great place to discover new ideas and your idea can be discovered. Number four, it is not that hard to master as a marketer. So let me explain this a little bit more for those of you who are listening to and you're thinking to yourselves, yeah, right. It's super easy for you to say that because you work with so many Pinterest accounts. I get it. Number one, I started out over almost six years ago, figuring out Pinterest. And one of the things I realized really quickly was that there was no trick like everybody else was talking about when it came to Facebook. If you have not heard my story, we'll link to the podcasts about my story and how I started Simple Pin in the show notes. But one thing I'll say is when I started to dive into it to try to figure out how to be a marketer on the platform, the one thing I realized is that there was no trick. If there was a trick, I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to be the first one to sign up for it and use it because that would make me look awesome to the 130 clients that we have. There is no trick. There's really figuring out what your people like, what they are interested in, who you're talking to. It's kind of the same thing you do when you write a blog post or you create a product. How do you want to step into their pain point? How do you want to communicate with them? That's the trick. The trick is getting in there and figuring out how you're going to give your customer what it is that you need. Again, I love this part about Pinterest is that there's not these algorithm tricks. Let me step step to the side and up on my soapbox. In my Facebook group, I have a free Facebook group. Everybody. Okay, let me back up. That's a little bit dramatic. People will pop in there and say, how's your traffic doing after the last algorithm change? Okay, let me state this. I know that Pinterest is always adjusting the algorithm. They're always trying to figure out how to serve up the user in their smart feed, an ideal smart feed. But please do not apply the logic of Facebook. It does not change that fast. Keywords, images, what people are searching for, these don't change. Your investment in them, the way you write your description, they're not going to ding you if you put the, the words like click here. Facebook will, but Pinterest, that's not what they're interested in. They want to make sure that the content you're creating matches up with the smart feed user. So they're looking at your keywords. They're looking at your topics. Is Susie over here really interested in knitting? Okay, Kristen from Studio Knit, she's got a lot of great knitting stuff. We're going to show Susie that knitting content because Kristen has told Pinterest through her keywords that that's what she's about. But it's not every single week. You don't have to be a slave to what you do, what you write or don't write. You don't have to be on the hamster wheel. It's not a game that always needs to be played or changed every couple of weeks. So they just don't change like that. There's a basic foundation. Facebook, I don't know what Zuckerberg's doing. Like he changes things every like quarter, right? But again, I love Pinterest because they've held... Um, they've held fast to their goals. They want to serve the user by creating a really great smart feed. So with that, it makes it really easy to master as a marketer. 
basic keys to this. Keyword optimization for boards and pins. Two to three size vertical images. Vertical is the way to go. We make it so hard. We listen to everybody under the sun. 10 pins, 20 pins, 50-50 ratio. This size is magic. You know the people who think Pinterest is hard? Those who think there's a way to game the system. I appreciate a good game. I appreciate figuring out the system. But again, here's what you need to know. Who is your person? What are they searching on Pinterest? What are their pain points? Get their demographics out on the table. Talk to them. Serve them with your content and warm them up to your product or services. Okay, so number four was a little bit soapboxy. Sorry about that. But the point is, we're making it harder than it needs to be. It's not that hard to master as a marketer. Side note, if you want me to walk alongside you and really give you some amazing tools for your Pinterest marketing, keeping up with the changes, and what I mean by changes is not algorithm changes, it's best practices, things that they're asking us to do, you can join the Simple Pin Collective. That's our membership site. That's where I teach what's happening. I take all the experiences from our Simple Pin clients, the things that we've learned over six years of marketing, and I take it in there to help you implement and come up with a plan that works for your business. I am very specific that it is not a one-size-fits-all strategy. We don't do that for our clients, and I won't do that for you. So if you're looking for some great hands-on teaching, we have the Simple Pin Collective. You can go to the show notes here, simplepinmedia.com slash 151, and you'll find a link to the collective. It's our Pinterest marketing membership community. And it is so fun to be able to walk alongside you as you really find the people that you're going to serve on Pinterest. Okay, that was a little tiny commercial there. All right, number five, it works for almost every type of business. Now, we did a podcast just recently that was talking about um, how to targ- target local audiences on Pinterest. That was episode 145. We did go a little bit deeper into what local audiences it might not work for. I mean, like if you're a dentist, eh, I'm going to say maybe not. But almost every type of business could find a way to use Pinterest. Here's a great example. I was talking with somebody at Foodie Bootcamp. I was there in Utah in Bay. And I was just a mentor for Foodie Bootcamp, which was attached to everything food. And this woman came up to me and what she was doing was branded photography for people who sell products. And we're coming up with these great creative ways to use Pinterest. And one of the really cool ways was that she would be able to coordinate with Pinterest with them, like share a board to try to get into the mind of her client. She could share some of the stuff that she'd already done with other businesses. She could have inspiration boards, unique ways that show her authority in the branded photography space for products. People are already searching on Pinterest branded photography. So this is why I say it works for almost every type of business. And we don't want to put a limit as to what type of traffic you can get. And we're going to skyrocket you with traffic. I would rather skyrocket you with leads. I would rather have you say, I get a thousand people from Pinterest. I get 500 people converting to my email list. And eventually I get 10 to 20 people buying. That's amazing, especially if you know the value of the people that are in your email list and the value of a sale. That's what we're looking for. We're not necessarily always looking for a high number 
of sessions. Now, I know those of you who are listening, who monetize through ads and affiliates, you are looking for sessions. And really, Pinterest is a great place for you to get that. But for this, and speaking to the fact that it works for almost every type of business, I don't want you to get caught up in the the traffic trap. I really want you to think about what your key performance indicators are for you and how Pinterest can help you achieve those goals. Okay, so let's go over them one more time in case you've forgotten. Number one is the snowball effect. Probably my favorite part of Pinterest. Number two is Pinterest by nature moves people off the platform, which increases the chances they will buy from you, they will join your email list, or they'll come back and revisit your site. Number three, it's such a great place to discover new ideas for yourself or help your people discover new ideas. Number four, it's not that hard to master as a marketer. Honestly, we make it so much harder than we need to be. Like we just kind of spin ourselves into a tornado. And last, it does work for almost every type of business. And it's a great lead generator to put people over onto your site, to get them into your email list, to get them exposure to your product is such a great tool as a marketer. So with that, I want to know what do you love about Pinterest as a marketer? I want to know the things that you think are awesome about Pinterest. There's plenty of chatter in this world and in my free Facebook group about how much people hate Pinterest. I get it. I get your frustrations. I get all of that. But that doesn't motivate us to do great things. In fact, that actually stops our motivation. So I want to hear what you love. So you can tell me in the blog post comments, simplepinmedia.com slash 151. Some of you are running right now. Some of you are at the gym. You're doing it um, driving, whatever it is. But please go back and visit that simplepinmedia.com slash 151. I would love to hear what you love about Pinterest and your success. We would always love to share some of your success stories on the podcast. So if you have one that's awesome, bring it. I want to hear it. I want to know all about how it's working for you. All right. Thanks so much for listening today, you guys. Go to simplepinmedia.com slash 151 for more information. And if you want more help from me to sign up for the Simple Pin Collective, I would love to have you in there. I would love to walk alongside you and help you rock your Pinterest marketing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. 